know, it, it, technology will come second. First, we need to understand how the organization is moving, you know, what is the problem and how are we going to help them, you know, and, and the technology will come second. We know exactly how that works, but first we need to get that understanding. And uh, yeah, that's something uh, my team is, uh, is, 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 is very good at. Hey there, and welcome to The Stickbot. This is the podcast where we talk about all things related to observability, because that's what we do and that's what we're passionate about, but also what it's like to work in the ever-changing, dynamic tech industry. So if you are interested in that, you are definitely in the right place. Today we are talking to Martin Laco. Martin is Director of Customer Success here at StackState and has been here since almost the beginning for over three and a half years now. So to give you a little bit of a background story, as you might know, the StackState Observability product is offered as both a SaaS and an on-prem solution. On-prem solutions are often used by large enterprises with highly complex IT environments consisting of many different, sometimes mission-critical technologies. That means StackState not only needs to be implemented very carefully by Martin and his team, the team also needs to be able to integrate StackState with many different technologies. When onboarding gets complex, you might expect that it is hard to keep a high customer service level. Nothing could be further from the truth for Martin and his team though. According to many of our customers, they do an amazing job. On technology review site G2, one customer said, the StackState team listens to what their customers need and has fantastic customer support. Another customer said, vendor slash friend with which I would like to grab a beer. So obviously we wanted to invite Martin to the StackBot to ask him all about this. What does his team do to keep our customers happy, even if onboarding can be very complex? How does he deal with all of the different time zones? How does he make sure he and his team continue to deliver the same level of customer service now that the company is growing? Apart from that, Anthony and Martin talk about Martin's biggest hobby, which is playing the guitar, which he started when he was 40. Martin shares why you are never too old to learn and his top tips on learning to play a music instrument. So let me finally give the floor to Martin and Anthony. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Pod with your host, Anthony Evans. Um, here we uh, talk with interesting and innovative uh, people in and around tech, uh, not necessarily your CIOs or your CTOs, but we like to talk with people who actually have their hands on technology, uh, who, who, who use it on a daily basis to drive uh, impact for our customers. And, and at Stack State, there's nobody in a better position to talk about customer success than our director of customer success, uh, Martin Laco. Uh, Martin, do you want to give everybody a brief introduction about yourself and what you do at, at Stack State? Yeah, absolutely, Anthony. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, nice uh, to, uh, to be part of this uh, Stack Pod. So, um, as you mentioned, uh, my name is uh, Martin Laco, uh, living in the Netherlands. In the southern part of the Netherlands, actually, I'm 48 years old, uh, director of customer success at Stackstate, and working for Stackstate now 3.6 years already. So uh, time flies when uh, when you're having fun. That's what they say, but that, that's uh, that's really true, uh, true uh, Anthony. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, what, what would you say is um, one of the biggest challenges that you have to deal with running a customer success organization? on a daily basis, right? So Stack State has uh, a unique 
um, set of challenges, right? In that we've got numerous customers with numerous setups, our products integrates with a lot of stuff, right? How do you manage all that and make sure that it doesn't balloon up out of control uh, and then, you know, obviously results in, you know, bad customer reviews at the end of the day, right? How do you, uh, how do you combat that and how do you manage that on a daily basis? We get in touch with a lot of people, you know, we integrate with a lot of technology. The biggest uh, thing we need to manage uh, when we start an, an implementation or a project is really get uh, a good relationship with the customer, right? So uh, as soon as, uh, as we start implementing and we want to know about how the organization is built up, who's responsible for what part of the ecosystem or the technology. And then we, um, you know, I go in with my people uh, with a small team of, uh, of implementation consultants. And, uh, you know, we try to get the understanding of how people work, what they do, how the technology is built up. So it's really a lot about uh, talking and understanding how a customer is running their business, you know, how things work. And it, it starts with the organization part. And then uh, we, we slowly dive into the technology, which is always a little bit come second. Uh, um, we always think uh, technology is the most important one. It's not. Uh, first, to learn the people, get an understanding of what they do, and then, uh, yeah, you know, dive into technology and uh, and make sure we understand the nitty-gritty details. Uh, and it's ex extremely important, you know, that um, we always call them technical champions or our champions. And uh, that's so we, we try to find sponsorship and champions in an organization who we can work with. And we do that on a very personal uh, relation, right? Uh, having frequent calls, you know, jump in a call, uh, talk about the, the technology stuff. Um, so, and um, yeah, that's that's really um, how, how we manage this. And uh, that's really needed to uh, to solve these complex problems which customers have. One of the things I do like about the fact, uh, in your response, you didn't mention once uh, anything about spreadsheets or project yeah. management or whatever. Obviously, that's all being done in the background, but the focus, right, is on you know, what do we get done? Who do we need to be in contact with? If we need a data point, how do we get our hands on it? How do we enable you to have a conversation internally so that you can get more out of stack state? You know, all that other stuff that kind of comes along, it kind of makes us more, you know, like a it, like a true customer success organization, right? Where it's more than just like, hey, I have 50 hours and I'm going to deliver this many lines of code right and that's what you're paying me for we, we have a vested interest uh in our customers being successful and and actually you've done a great job of that because um out of everybody uh in stack state you probably have the most public uh recognition of things if you go to the aws marketplace or uh g2 there's notes in there one of my favorites is you know the kind of people i like to have a beer with right and that that kind of shows that type of partnership uh, and kind of is a demonstration of what i just said right which is what what you do provide uh in the organization and and how how you deal with it um you know you are also facing a unique challenge where you know expanding into a global organization, right? With with customers who have 24 by seven needs, right? We've got customers in Australia, we've got customers in the United States, obviously, um, in Europe, you know, and then by extension, I even had a call with a guy from Brazil the other day who was a customer of ours, you know, so we have a global uh, customer presence. Um, how are you gonna scale out the customer success team? And what are some of your ideas and thoughts and notions on you know, how you go about solving those types of challenges? Yeah, that's a good question, Anthony. So uh, as, you, as you mentioned, Ari, now we're working uh, local from the Netherlands. So my team is based in the Netherlands. 
However, we are able to cover a couple of time zones, right? So we have, uh, as, an, as an example, we have new US-based customer. It's a customer on cloud on our self-service platform. Uh, so what we do is we work in the end of the day or maybe in the evening. We're not so uh, not so rigid that we say uh, it's it's five or six o'clock and we, and we stop. Eh? So um, so we set up a, a couple of calls with that customer, you know, um, uh, bring the consultants in and so on. For me, it's quite easy to scale my team. So I have a really strong uh, strong team there who's uh, really educated. And for me, it's quite easy to uh, to add more people covering uh, the different time zones. So uh, processes are in place. Uh, the people are in place. Uh, the knowledge is in place. So uh, while we grow, I can easily grow the team in uh, different parts of, of the world to uh, deliver the same type of services that uh, that we do today, uh, Anthony. So that's uh, that's for me an, a no-brainer and uh, probably um, one of the easiest uh, thing to do in the organization we have today. Yeah, it, it, I, I do like how flat we are, though. You know, it's not like hierarchical like that. So, you know, when, when it comes to having a customer, we all kind of pitch in c to customer success, right? Whether it's the people that were involved before the deal was closed, you know, in the form of myself and solutions architects and whatnot, there's no passing the buck at all. That's how we transition into these things smoothly and we work with each other as like one organization and one team, right? Uh, so it's, it's great though to have that continuity, right? You know, where we can yeah. talk to each other, we know each other, we wear the same t-shirts, you know, like uh, we, can, we, can, we can really work together on that same customer pipeline, if you will, of like getting to those G2 reviews, because that's what it's all about. Right. Yeah. If we don't you have know what's, what's pretty cool, if, if you work with my team, eh, though, uh, they, they probably ask me on a weekly basis, hey, do we have already uh, a bunch of new customers or prospects? Can we already talk to them? Can we meet them? Because uh, what those guys want to understand is, OK, what's the problem that we're going to solve for this particular customer? And how quickly can we get value out of them, out of the product for them? Right. So how quickly can we add the value uh, uh, of stack state at that customer? So. My team actually wants to be involved already before even the deal is done. And that's really the eagerness, you know, and, and the enthusiasm that my team has, uh, including myself, you know, what's, what's coming up? When can we chip into that customer? You know, when can we set up the first calls to meet with them? And how, and, and how fast can we deliver their value? Because that's what they're looking for. And that's always what we strive for. First of all, you know, what's the problem? How can we solve it? And uh, in, in the shortest amount of time maximize the value of tax state at the, at the customers. And uh, that's really something that, that is automatically uh, grown into the team. It, it's not something I have to manage or so. It's, uh, you know, my belief in, uh, in managing a team uh, like a customer success team is put really the people with the different roles like technical support, you know, the implementation consultants. My job is to put them in their powers. They're very intelligent people. You know, if they can do, do their work properly, yeah, I've done my job uh, pretty well. And, uh, they will definitely, um, you know, get connected to the customer and do everything in their power to uh, to maximize the value. And that's uh, that's something for me that makes me extremely proud to uh, to have and work with a team uh, like that, which is actually in stack state across the board uh, like that, Anthony. If yeah, I think skills, you know, engineering, it's yeah. all the same mindset and all we're so, we're on something really cool, you know, and everybody is really committed to uh, make it happen. Yeah, and I think um, you know. That, that's the one thing, right? You know, we're, we're all committed to, to, to making success of the organization, you know, where we're going, because we, we do believe in the product, right? And, and that's 
that's our primary motivation for everything that we do right and 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 you know as we as we grow as we move as we transform um and we're presented with new challenges and new ways in which people will use our product right because that's another thing that changes with each implementation it's not just the integrations it's you know what am i getting out of stack state that's really a big part of what you and your team help solve um because that that's not always done for you, even if you've got a customer, right? Sometimes excitement gets the better of you and you can do a, even a proof of concept and be successful. But that doesn't mean that the implementation is going to wield the, the outcomes that the business wants. And that's where it really where you come in, right? And knowing that stuff in the sales motion allows you to then guide the overarching solution. I just It just bleeds through seamlessly. Um, uh, and 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 I do involve your team right quite frequently in in customer facing calls, even when we're just doing some onboarding. Because people ask me all the time, "Hey, you know, how do I build a view in Stack State?" Well, I mean, I can tell you how to do it, but you've probably heard me tell you how to do fifty thousand things, and you're sick of my accent and the way I say it. You know, so let me bring somebody else in who, who builds this for our customers. We'll know how to communicate to somebody who comes from that world and and does that. Uh, that that's been that's been invaluable um, for me uh, uh, and and the team over here in the states, uh, and it's been really helpful. Yeah, that's uh, that's good to hear. And uh, again, uh, emphasizing it again, you know, it, it, technology will come second. First, we need to understand how that organization is moving. You know, what is the problem, and how are we going to help them? You know, and and the technology will come second. We know exactly how that works, but first we need to get that understanding. And uh, yeah, that's something uh, my team is, uh, is 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 very good at. So uh, yeah, again, uh, extremely proud on that. So and uh, that's actually the, the the very fun part of working at Stackstate for me, right? So. I stepped in uh, three more than three years ago, uh, 3.5 years ago, something like that. And um, you know, the reason I did that is uh, because I already sensed for the very first uh, call I had uh, in uh, what was the summer of 2018. You know, I, uh, I immediately spotted, okay, this is something cool. You know, and then I stepped in, gave me the chance to scale it out. You know, to build that team and to be part of it. And uh, still a strong believer, we can absolutely conquer the world here. And that makes me. Uh, Still um, yeah, getting out of bed every day, you know, uh, jumping to uh, the laptop or to the car uh, to physical locations, which I can do, fortunately, which is really good. Even visit customers again, which uh, makes me very, very happy. But uh, it's so cool to do, you know, and uh, and see the yeah. whole organization uh, uh, move to the next step. You know, it's, it's a roller coaster, but uh, we're doing so, so many cool stuff. And then, you know, the, the biggest recognition, like you already mentioned, is, is the G2 reviews, right? So... We start with a customer implementation, and sometimes the, it takes a while before you get something. And you have to work your way through that organization. Sometimes it's it's really flat organization with only a couple of people. But you can also imagine in the enterprises and where we land, you know, it, it, it it's it's very political. You know, sometimes it involves tens of people or even more. You know, yeah. and but, but if you then look back, and yeah, we have now more than twenty reviews in G two, all extremely positive. How? Uh, in general, customers look at us and uh, and write the amazing reviews. Yeah, there's not a better recognition than uh, than having that. It's uh, and we work with them for a, a quite a long time. We build a relationship with them, and we actually build something cool. And if you then read those reviews, yeah, that's there's nothing better than uh, reading them and uh, see what the G2 already uh, means for us. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And like I say, it's uh, it's a poster child for the work that your team are doing. Um, we don't outsource professional services. We, we always maintain a level of uh, ownership of that because we want to, well, not because we have to, because we want to, you know, it's uh, that's the that's the key thing. Right. Uh, and making sure that our customers are successful. Um, and that's that. Yeah. You guys have done a fantastic job at that. And I hope that you know, we'll continue doing so. And I know we will. I, I hope that. So, um, but behind every man is, uh, or every person, I should say, whatever, is, is an interesting backstory, right? And you are a fellow uh, busy office aficionado, let's say. Um, I see a lot of music in the background. What's, uh, uh, what's the background there? What's the uh, influence and how has music impacted your life? Yeah, yeah, that's a good story, actually, Anthony, because um, I'm 48, 48, 48 years old, huh? so... Uh, you just told me you were 32. Yeah, I, I would like <laughs> to say that, right, but I passed that station already, only for 48 years old, so I'm not even halfway, Anthony, but um, the funny thing is uh, I grew up with, uh, with uh, my dad, who was always listening to rock music, like Gary Moore, you know, ACDC, The Scorpions, quite old, huh? so there probably is a generation who's now listening to this podcast and think, who the, are those bands or artists? But I, I grew up with, uh, with rock music. I always had in mind, you know, I wanted to play guitar because, uh, you know, being on stage and, and uh, people um, uh, delivering or bringing those awesome solos on guitar, it, it's amazing, you know, it gives me goosebumps. So it took me uh, 40 years uh, to do that. So at, uh, at 41 or 40, I actually took my first lesson, my guitar lesson. Yeah, you know, and then the virus uh, strikes me, you know, it's, uh, it's really cool. So um, this is the classical story. Uh, I should have done this way, way earlier, like 20 years earlier. But um, yeah, you know, and if you start playing music and guitar music, you start listening very, very carefully to music. And um, yeah, you know, and then I decided to collect a couple of plates, which is in the, in the back of my, uh, my my background here. It's in my background. For um, re regarding the bands, I uh, I really I really love, you know, and I love their music and so on. So uh, these are the inspirational people like Jimi Hendrix, you know, Metallica, Foo Fighters. Uh, there's even a picture of me, not to have a comparison there with any of these artists, but uh, yeah, you know, it drives me to uh, bigger heights on the playing the guitar. But um, I will never be a professional uh, guitar player. It's really fun to do, you know, in an amateur uh, type of way. And uh, it's also something uh, that you really have to concentrate on. So uh, distracting from all the cool uh, stuff we do at Stack State, sometimes you need to... Uh, charge your battery and think about something else. Uh, even I uh, have to do that. So uh, then I pick my guitar and just start uh, some jamming some stuff. And uh, in the beginning, I had a really uh, massive blisters on my fingers, but now it's uh, it's getting better and uh, I'm, a, I'm a decent guitar player. So uh, actually really fun to do. And you start watching bands, you know, it, there's a whole atmosphere and, uh, and um, you know, world be behind and around it. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, actually one of my biggest hobbies. Yeah, I play I play the drums myself, but it's a very antisocial instrument uh, unless you're uh, uh, doing something as part of something else, you know, maybe playing along with a song or whatever or in a band. Um, but uh, but it's um, it's always been a thing of mine. And so I've always been into rock music because it's one of the best things to play. I think uh, uh, I started playing, though, when Nickelback were big, you know, and remember that song, This Is How You Remind Me, which is very simple. You could probably play that on the guitar. It's not really complicated. That was the first thing I learned on the drums. And then, you know, uh, I then went back and did a lot of other musical stuff. But yeah, Black Sabbath, all that kind of music. Uh, I, I love that. Uh, and I still listen to that today. And I have a Spotify playlist that 
goes all the way from that stuff to to you know cat stevens was actually best man at my grandparents wedding so so that's another guitar thing as well that 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 came in so it's it's awesome and and the fact that you then learned so late in life as well like comparatively right a lot of people would say hey i'm 25 or 20 now my time is done i'm never gonna do it right was that a struggle to you did were you able to jump off of past experiences picking up instruments or whatever how did you you know accomplish that and get into the viral stage where you're having fun as opposed to trying yeah. to do something you get what i mean yeah it's actually pretty funny because um if you when you start you know you see the young people in, in your music school uh, adopting it very very fast like how the hell do they do it right but it's 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 really um you know pick out a couple of songs that you really like you know some old songs which are of course not too complicated and the, the, here's something funny because it works with muscle memory and i, and yeah. I never believed in that one right but um what happens is that you kind of cut a song into pieces, literally, you know, and then uh, and then your teacher says, okay, this week you're going to study on only the first piece of the song, you know, and then at some point, I didn't believe that in the beginning, he said, after a week, you will automatically, without thinking, play that first part of the song, then you go to the second chunk or, or, or a piece of the song. And it actually works. Um, so it comes with time, you have to practice, probably a little bit more uh, practice for me than if you're 32 or something like that, right? But uh, in the end, you know, it, it's um, uh, playing blocks, you know, and um, you start playing it automatically. So it's it's practice, 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 play, 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 and, uh, you know, having fun and, and pick out songs that you really like and favor, you know. A couple of times I said to my teacher, I'm not going to play this song because I really hate it. It's not going to work. So cutting it into pieces, right, and uh, play and having fun. That's very important. And uh, get through the pain in your fingers because mm-hmm. it's really happy in the beginning. Yeah, uh, what was the the name of the song that I was taught was a um, Bob Dylan song. Uh, uh, the wing, the winds are a changing. Uh, that was the first song that I tried to learn on guitar, and I like that song when I'm in a, in the context of a movie, but I don't like that song to listen to. But it was very similar to what you're saying, right? Here's the chords figure out the chords one to the next kind of thing, and then go from there and build it out over time. It's, uh, um, but yeah, no, just turn it into digestible chunks, right? And we think about the whole song. The song is three minutes long, maybe. And, you know, it feels like you're taking forever to play it, right? Because that three minutes is probably taking you three weeks to get, you know, anywhere near to. Uh, But that process, once you do it once, you realize that songs are intertwined. You're going to find that one song has the same chord structure as another, just different times and with different things. And so it, that's when it becomes fun, right? It's when you've got all those building blocks and you're building a sand castle or a Lego castle, right? It, you're doing something constructive as opposed to figuring out which one plugs into what, right? <laughs> that's that's it. But it was impressive that you've done it and you, you've committed to it and you're making fun um, and done enough to get pictured doing it. So uh, there's more than I can say for the drums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this proves right. Only if you think or even if you think, you know, I'm never capable of it. Just start doing it. That's my that's my lesson. You know, you're always capable of it. it it's in your own pace, you know, and this proves uh, even if you're 40. Right. Then you're still capable of doing it. And it's, it's fun. So, that's really uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a nice thought to leave on because uh, we are we are running up on time now. But um, I, I do really appreciate all the time you've given today. I, I know that 
you know, there's a lot of things we kind of cover and, and, and you've been a good sport keeping up with all the different topic changes and whatnot. And is there something that you would leave people with uh, in terms of something you're reading right now that, that you think would be inspiring to people or maybe something you've read or something you've listened to, a recommendation for people to go off and say, hey, you know, you want to know a little bit more about Martin and his viewpoint on the world? Listen to this album or listen to read this book. What would you recommend? Oh, that's a tough one. Andrew. And it doesn't have to be all encompassing, right? Because that's how I get no, you no. to come back. Because then, then, then we say this yeah. is just a portion of the, of the person that is Martin, you know? <laughs> yeah. And there's one thing which always uh, keeps with me. And I, I, I've seen it many, many years ago. You probably also have seen it already in a couple of my presentations, Anthony. But uh, there is a movie called uh, Any Given Sunday. And there is uh, Al Pacino and he's playing the head coach of an uh, American football team. And uh, the guy gives an amazing speech. And it, it's really about um, uh, the inches which are out there on the field, right? And, and he kind of encouraged the team, hey, guys. Um, it, it's a really um, uh, extraordinary combination of, of players there. But he sends them out to the field, you know? And he kind of encouraged them to go for all the inches which are out there on the field. And this is literally which some, always helps me. And uh, I, I even preach it <laughs> sometimes to the team. Like, look at this video. It's really something we're also doing, right? So even we think we're behind, you know, out there in the field are all kind of inches we can grab together. And if we add up all those inches, uh, we will uh, get out of the field as a winner. And uh, that's something then, uh, even though uh, when something's difficult or whatever, it, it's always in my mind, you know, there are still inches out there. If we grab those inches and we add them all up together, we'll be a winner. So uh, that's something which uh, really applies to me and to my way of uh, thinking, uh, in general about work and private so uh that is a very good al pacino movie very good movie recommendation even if you don't know much about american football or whatever it's like pretty self-explanatory it's uh it is it is one of the best football movies because that's that speech ray corrals them and it's it's a uh, it's a fun film to watch uh exactly. really good yeah um, speech, it's, it's very inspirational so that's uh my, probably my closing lines for today, Anthony, in this uh, stack pop. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks again for your time. Um, and uh, to everyone listening, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you uh, again soon. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Anthony, thanks uh, for having me and uh, looking forward to whatever comes. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like more information about Stackstate, you can visit stackstate.com. That's S-T-A-C-K-S-T-A-T-E.com. And you can also find a written transcript of this episode on our website. So if you prefer to read through what they've said, definitely head over there. And also make sure to subscribe if you'd like to receive a notification whenever we launch a new episode. So until next time.